0: Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. As mentioned in previous episodes, we are really trying to slow things down, to lean into adventure, and really embrace the opportunities that have presented themselves this summer. So I'm taking a little bit of break of active solo recording episodes, meaning every other week, there will still be a new, fresh guest, but I am going to be featuring some of the best of for the next few weeks. And this one, goes all the way back to episode four, The Magic of Micro Experiences, and this was pivotal in really defining Ordinary Sherpa as this idea of having simple adventures and creating little moments, and that has become really an important message both in the Everyday Adventure Challenge as well as a key factor in the book, Beyond Normal a field guide to embrace adventure, explore the wilderness, and design an extraordinary life with kids. And we are trying to do just that this summer. And so I appreciate the fact that you will stick around, hopefully hear some episodes you may not have heard already. But without any further ado, here is the magic of micro experiences. In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus, However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. Today's episode is the magic of micro experiences. Adventure can sometimes feel really overwhelming. And if we don't make it simple, we don't start. And the key to really adventuring is starting. That first step is so important. I wanted to give this episode really some action-oriented tips that you could walk away with and start tomorrow. That's the lens I'm working through on this one. Magic is something that doesn't seem real. It's your brain's way of actually tricking you because what's expected and what you're seeing don't necessarily align. And the micro experiences are these everyday moments that pass us by. And if we can learn to create opportunities for these magic moments by simply tricking our brains to think there's something special here worth remembering, we're really then taking the first step towards creating these adventure experiences with our families. You might begin to realize that Our thoughts are one of the most powerful influences in our journey towards an adventure experience. So what we think about actually causes us to take action or not take action. Given that, I wanted to give you some ways to think about how you might shift your mindset to start becoming more serendipitous and what that might look like. I'll give you a couple of different themes that I look for is simply changing locations on ordinary events. Things like if you typically watch a movie on Friday night, what if you watch the movie somewhere else? I have a cute little story. This summer, we moved out of our master bedroom upstairs. We're doing a home renovation into our new master bedroom, which is downstairs. And it's an old farmhouse. So like we still had 80s wallpaper on the wall upstairs. I mean, part of it had been removed. And in the kind of this moment, my husband created what they call now the theater room. For the record, the theater room is nothing fancy. It is an air mattress on the floor in this empty room upstairs. And they project random movies that they can get onto the wall. And again, there's wallpaper on half of the wall yet. It's really kind of entertaining. And when I first saw this, I was laughing hysterically. I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh my gosh, mom, this is the coolest thing. Dad made us a theater room. (laughs) At this point, just simply changing that location from an air mattress on the floor upstairs really made something magical out of that experience. Another thing I like to think about when framing these experiences, what if we have fun first? Or what if we start with the fun stuff instead of the work? This has been really helpful for us with homeschooling. Our days get so long. And when the kids are doing certain activities, if I drag this out and make them work, 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 then play, play's really not that fun anymore. We did a couple things this week. If you follow us on Instagram, we did an indoor roller rink. We turned our garage into a roller rink and we listened to crazy 80s music and even did the limbo. We also went to a local Brown Sign, and I'm going to talk about Brown Sign Adventures in a little bit. It's just a local county park that has a different playground that we had never been to. Those two things combined really just gave us a refresh on what our weekly work schedule and workload was starting to feel like. The third frame I'll talk about is I wonder, I wonder statements. So we curate lists, and I'll get into this in a little bit. On every season, we have the kids help create our adventures with us. And sometimes we do it for the year. Sometimes we do it for vacation. Sometimes we just do the list because if we have an open day, what do we want to do with it? One of the fun I wonder stories is sometimes they come up with crazy ideas. And this actually came to me when I was, gosh, I was probably in college. I might have even been in high school. I was a camp counselor at a summer camp. And we would let the fifth and sixth graders help choose their schedule for the week. They got to help design it and they would come up with what their free choice activities were gonna be. And one week we had a kid say, I really wanna go deep sea diving. And we, our rule was we don't say no, we just have to like put it on the list and we'll figure it out. And so as the group was kind of figuring out what they wanted, someone said, what is deep sea diving? I don't even know what that is. So I don't know if I wanna vote for it. You know, that's a really great question. What did you mean when you put that up there? And they're like, I just wanna take a boat out to the middle of the lake. And then we could all put life jackets on and jump in the water. And people were like, oh, that sounds so cool. (laughs) And so, again, their idea of what deep sea diving was, you know, we were trained really well to be like, I wonder what they mean by that or like leaning into what that could look like and helping them frame it. So every once in a while, I have my kids design. I have a a 10-year-old who loves to design challenges or create scavenger hunts. It's kind of fun to empower the kids to help create that. Final theme I'll mention is the unexpected or unplanned. And I have a couple of examples coming up here in just a second. So I'm not going to go into real detail on that one because I think the stories will speak for themselves. I want to take a second and build off of episode three. So, those of you who did not listen, first of all, just go back and listen because it'll probably be, make a lot more sense. But in episode three, the intent is really to find your starting point. When I talked with Trina, she revealed that some of her greatest adventures happened when she was lazy. And so she wants to be really intentional about creating. The conditions for serendipitous adventure experiences. So, I took that question and posed it with my Facebook group. And for the record, anybody can pose these questions to the Facebook group. So, if you are not a member of the Ordinary Sherpa Facebook group, I'd encourage you to join. We are here to support other families in reaching their adventure goals. So, please join us. But I wanted to crowdsource some ideas and a couple of comments that came forward that I thought were super fun. I'm just going to read them quote for quote because I think it's better hearing it in their words instead of in my words. So this is from Lisa. She says, I'm not sure if this would qualify as an adventure, but my dad did something super cool when we were young and I always remembered it. He would wake us up in the middle of the night, probably like 9 p.m., but I always felt like it was much later, to take us on an adventure. One time he took us to a local carnival, another time it was to a drive-in movie, and once I remember we went to go look at Christmas lights. It was nothing expensive or far, but it was something that was so magical, being half asleep and whisked out of bed to do something fun. It felt so exciting. My dad was always amazing that way. So I just want to pause and acknowledge that. Can you imagine if your kids 30, 40, 50 years from now are saying those exact same things? It didn't cost any money. It was a moment. They used that as an opportunity to go do something different that was unexpected to have these little magical adventure experiences. So I thought that was a really great story and I wanted it in her words. From Dawn, and she commented, one intentional thing I like to do is meet people along the journey and get their advice on where to go and what to see, if they're local or even tourists and what they've enjoyed most on their trip. This approach has really helped me and my girlfriends discover an amazing salsa club in Manhattan and a Russian-Turkish bathhouse in Greenwich Village. They were one of the best memories from our New York City trip. So this is when it, what I call local experts or sourcing the local expertise or untouristy. You know, sometimes I don't want to plan. And I know where Dawn's coming from. She's like, I do that all the time in my job. The last thing I want to do is plan for a vacation. Like I don't get to enjoy it as much then. And I just thought that insight was really helpful. Sometimes stop planning. Just take a break. And be open to the opportunity and just ask a friend or ask someone on the side of the road or ask someone at your hotel or your Airbnb host. I had a similar experience, too, where we were in Savannah with the kids and I didn't plan anything and it was amazing. <laughs> it also actually allowed me to enjoy the vacation a lot more, but we ended up at a coffee shop that had like an art studio in the back. My kids were all doing these art projects and having ice cream, and my husband and I were having iced coffees, and just, I don't know, it was it was a really serendipitous moment that we don't often get on vacation, so I would agree with Don. Sometimes stop planning. That really is the key takeaway. A third one that I love, um, this it comes from Tony, and he simply says, star watching. Eyes only, telescope, using a phone app, try to figure out where the constellation lines appear. He goes, it doesn't really matter what you use, but add some hot chocolate and Milky Way bars, and it's a super awesome experience. And I love this element of fun first, right? When we're supposed to be going to bed, and it's supposed to be serious time and quiet down, grab me a cup of hot chocolate and a Milky Way bar. Seriously, what child would not love that? Thank you, by the way, for all of my Facebook friends who added those thoughts. I love hearing your comments and making this your show so that we can really share our collective expertise. As I continue to look at how to frame this episode, I thought it was important to think about the lens that we're looking at adventure on, because this for me has, I sometimes get in my own way. When I think of adventure, again, I'm always thinking of something big and bold. When I have reframed my expectations, it's actually much more enjoyable. Just to give you an example, I gave you the one earlier that Dawn mentioned, planning a trip. Planning a trip can feel like a research operation sometimes, and I can get really bogged down and freak out about stuff because I want it to be the best thing. I want it to be something that we're going to remember and not have to spend a lot of money. And often, like, I don't have internet when we're boondocking a lot of the time, since the truth of the matter is is usually it's better if I don't plan as much if I have a couple of options available and just kind of have some things in my back pocket and then when we get there ask people what they think or like what would you do or what would you recommend I love researching things and finding opportunities. I don't love planning and scheduling and figuring out all the logistics. So for me, we've gotten to the point where I say, okay, what's the minimum viable plan? (laughs) What's the little, like what would we be comfortable figuring out once we get there? I used to be a hoarder. When I was going on these trips, I felt like I had to have everything figured out and I pack a million things. And one time we were staying with my cousin in New York and I was in college at the time and I knew we were going to be going out. So I packed an iron, you guys, like not even a travel iron, a full size iron. I can tell you I've probably ironed my clothes in college Actually, I don't think I ever ironed my clothes in college. Why did I think I needed to pack that? I just, to this day, I'm like, boy, that was like the stupidest thing. And how much weight did that add to my luggage? Oh, dear heavens. Of course, my aunt or my cousin was just laughing at me. She's like, seriously, did you not think I had an iron? Sometimes we learn from our mistakes, right? So now I'm saying, what's the minimum viable? What's the least we need to plan? Where are we going? What will they have? I do like to have some element of mystery in our trips now, too, where we don't necessarily have everything planned. We have a couple of ideas, but we're going to see. We're going to figure it out that day of and decide what we're going to do. Another lens I sometimes like to think about is what feels like work and what feels like fun. I've done a couple of 10,000 step challenges and all those kinds of things, and they just never motivated me to do anything. So I changed the lens this year, and instead of working out, I take a hike. And I challenge myself to a 5k hike every week. So I have a 52 week 5k challenge for myself. And it's a way for me to really connect with myself. Sometimes I do it by myself listening to podcasts. Other times I take my family. Other times I meet up with friends. So and especially in 2020, it has been a blessing. But I don't think I ever would have done that if I was saying, yeah, you need to walk for 45 minutes a day or hike or run or I really enjoy hiking. And so for me, hiking is the thing that When I changed the lens from working out to hiking, it became much more enjoyable. Some of the ways I have learned, and I don't know, I don't know that I actually learned this anyway. I think I just picked it up and it became a habit. I am often the passenger in our road trips. My husband's family lives on the other side of the state, and so we would often visit. And every once in a while, it's worth taking the back roads just to see what's it like (laughs) and what might you find. And a little bit more recently, I started to notice all these brown signs. I didn't think there were many local adventures that I wasn't aware of. And boy, was I wrong. I'm going to call this one Brown Sign Adventures. In the United States, and I think every single state, has these brown signs. In Wisconsin, they are at the county level and at the state level. And they're essentially the way that that county or that location has defined a highlight. Sometimes they're county parks. Sometimes they're beaches. Sometimes it's a historical site. But either way, as we started passing these places, I would take note of them. And then it became like a way to entertain the kids, too, because on these long drives, I always need a lot of tricks. And this became one of those kind of fun things. Like we started looking For the brown signs. And the brown signs are usually, you know, like they blend in with the with the world around them. So it's usually not something that's like this huge billboard calling you in. It's just the standard old simplistic brown sign. Out of a place of curiosity, I started to take note. And oh my, you guys, I have found some of the coolest adventure experiences this year. And some of them I knew and just never thought to go there or to do them. In particular, some of them are waterfalls. And so, I mean, heads up, I have a nature crush with waterfalls. And so I apologize because you might hear about waterfalls a lot, but they're my thing. A lot of them were just random hikes or they were just different things that literally were off of highways that I would drive past them and never know they existed unless I had seen this brown sign. Once you notice something, you can't not notice it anymore. So then once you become aware that there's these brown signs around, you're like, wait, there was another one. There was another one. What was that one for? You know, so it becomes this kind of fun experience. I have started to curate my own brown sign adventure list. And then I started to do my local sourcing. So when we're in the area, we do ask locals, like, where's the best place for ice cream? It might be, again, one of my weak points. I always bribe the kids at the end of any hike with ice cream. So I really need to know where the best ice cream is. Each season, we create what we call the seasonal adventure list. And there's a couple meanings to season. There's obviously the seasons of the calendar. And there are seasons in our life. So we think about both of those. One example of a season in our life that we always try to be mindful of is Between the end of the school year and the start of summer, we try to create an intentional break where we physically leave our house and go somewhere to have a different experience just to create that separation and that transition. We also do the opposite after the holidays. It seems in typical years, we are on the go a lot. So then we try to have a couple, at least a weekend where we're home, we're intentional and do some just fun things around the house, but still adventurous. Some of the things we have on the list, we always try to add a brown sign or a new location that's on the brown sign adventure list so that we're continuing to explore and appreciate the parks that are within our state. We also engage the kids in curating this list of things that they just are interested in or that they want to do. This summer, my son really wanted to do, he's really into single track biking and wanted to go single track biking a lot. And while we love that, it also wasn't convenient to do it when he wanted to. So we created this single track bike trail, and it's just on a field kind of behind our house where he got to design all of the different obstacles. This winter, a couple of things on the list. We'd like to go snowshoeing at a couple of those brown signs that I mentioned before. We are thinking about making an ice ring. Again, thinking about it feels like a lot of work. My husband has to decide if it's worth it. He has to do most of the work, so he gets to decide. If not, we have a culvert behind our house that sometimes freezes over, and that's my idea of the kid's ice skating. They can just go skate out on the culvert. It's nice and smooth and it works out. I have always wanted to create an igloo. I've never done it before, but it's one of those things, obviously weather dependent. We're in Wisconsin. Hopefully we have some snow that makes winter adventures a little bit more fun for us. My daughter's adventure that she put on the list was to make ice cream out of snow. She found it in one of her nature books and is super excited about that. My son would like to make pinecone bird feeders. Again, they try to find ideas and just put them on the list. We all like to do gingerbread house sometime around the holidays, read by the fire or make homemade marshmallows, go for a sleigh ride. That's kind of what we do. We just put things on the list as we see it. We have a clipboard that hangs up in the kitchen. And as we think of things, we add them to the list. If you are not someone that loves to curate the list, I have an exciting announcement for you. Ordinary Sherpa is partnering with the Adventure Challenge. They have curated family adventure challenges. Actually, they have three different types of uh, books, a family adventure challenge, a couple's adventure challenge, and a friend's adventure challenge. We purchased the family adventure challenge book earlier this fall. We just found great value in it. My kids are really enjoying the fact that you open the book, you scratch something off. Prior to that, there's a key that tells you how much time you need, if there's any supplies, if it's going to cost you anything, time of day those types of things. So you know a little bit about what to expect. You have the little scratch off and then there's a place for notes, a place to post a picture inside the book. So it helps you even document the story. And it just gives you the structure so that you don't have to think about it. But it also checks all of the boxes that I talked about today. It has the element of mystery. It's unplanned. It gives you the structure to just do the adventure without having to think about it or have all the things ready. I was actually planning to curate a bunch of these lists for you to, to offer you seasonal adventure lists. And when I found the family adventure challenge, I was like, well, why am I doing this? I like their product better and it's a little more evergreen. So it's not so specific to the season or even from a geography perspective. Some people aren't going to need a, a winter adventure list the same way we do in Wisconsin. So it gave us a little bit more flexibility. So I am partnering with them. And have a discount code that'll be available at the end of the episode. So if you click on that link and use my discount code, uh, you'll get a percentage off. And I just want to say, I'm not here to sell you this. This isn't my intent. I'm here to share what I am finding value in. And if it helps you create adventure with your family, I want to share those resources with you. If you are a person who likes to gift experiences over things during the holidays, this might be a really good option for you as well. I just couldn't pass up something that had all those magical elements that I talked about earlier. So hopefully you'll find value from that. Finally, one strategy we have used to optimize our adventure experiences is to create adventure to go bags. This started in the summertime when we realized every time we wanted to go swimming, it was kind of a mad dash to get everything together and inevitably we'd forget something. So we have these go-to bags. They're ready to go. They're always packed. Usually our goal is to be out the door within 30 minutes. For example, our swim bag has all of our beach towels in it. It has sunscreen. It has baby powder so that if there's sand, we can deal with that. It has the kids' goggles, maybe a couple of sand toys. It's usually just, you know, the things that you would need at the beach. We also have a picnic basket. We have a camping bin. And the camping bin, I always used to joke because every time we'd want to have a campfire, the kids want to have s'mores. And I'm not that mom that's nailing it. So I finally decided to create a s'mores kit and I keep it with the camping bin stuff. Every time in the summer, I put together the marshmallows and the chocolate, maybe Reese's peanut butter cups if you're me, and cram crackers, the the skewers for the s'mores, and we just have it all in a bin. And then when we're done with that bin, I replenish it and then I put it back in the bin. So I always know where it is. It's always ready to go. I don't have to worry about being the mom without the marshmallows anymore. We also have a travel bag, and our travel bag, it's more like a toiletry bag. I don't know how to describe it, because I have always spent so much time getting all the kids ready that I realize I'm always forgetting stuff that I just want to have with me. And it's simple stuff, everything from band-aids to tweezers to hair pretties, just all the random things just nice to have while we're not at home. Speaking of vacations, the last one we've really optimized is the kids' carry ons. Each child, whether it's a road trip or if we are flying, has a carry on. So we create everything in their carry on that they will need. And it has snacks in it. Every kid has their own water bottle. And I'll put a link to the one we have too. I love it. It is called, I think it's Clean Canteen or Canteen Clean we've had these forever. So every kid has their own canteen. And then inside of their carry-ons, they have art supplies. Usually usually it's just drawing supplies, paper, markers, whatever that might look like. If you have never used pipe cleaners, they are my biggest secret in terms of traveling. If I have to keep kids quiet for a long period of time, pipe cleaners are magical. They keep kids quiet. First of all, there's a hundred different things you can do. You can wear them, you can play with them, you can create a lot of different things with them. And Every single kid loves them and I can buy them at the dollar store have a hundred of them. In fact, my husband and I really enjoy playing with them too. We also have a couple of books in there. They have their tablets. I keep their chargers so we don't have to worry about not being able to recharge. It's just random things, but we've learned through the years. If we have a couple critical things, it helps make our travel experience much more enjoyable for everybody. They also get to choose two toys that have to fit in the backpack. So each trip. They're responsible for packing their travel blanket and two toys. Had a really cool story about my son's art supplies. We were flying to Arizona last November and my son had kind of burned through all the activities that he had packed and was a little bored. And I don't do bored very well, so I encouraged him to get out his art supplies And when he stated, I don't know what I'm going to draw or what should I do, I suggested a little bit whimsical, a little bit flippantly, quite honestly, why don't you make one for the flight attendants? And he did. He drew his picture and he goes, Mom, can I push the button? Had never really thought about it until that moment, but this actually was appropriate for him to push the button to call the flight attendants to come up to his seat. It was the best option. They came up, and he was so thrilled to have pushed the button, and he gave them their picture, and they were, I don't even know how to describe it. It brought them joy. My five-year-old saw this and decided he was going to draw a picture for the flight attendants. Towards the end of our flight, they came up to our seat and asked if we had ever been in the cockpit or if we had ever met a pilot. My son's eyes lit up and went, no, can we? Of course, they created that experience for us. They asked us to step aside when people were exiting the plane And they let us go up and meet the pilot. All of my kids at that point had created thank you letters to the pilots and drew pictures and got to meet the pilots. The pilots brought them up as close as they could and let them look at all the different gears and buttons that are up in the cockpit. So it was a really fun experience. And that was cultivated really by just having those art supplies and creating an opportunity for my children to connect with other people on our travels. Regardless of where you are in your adventure journey, there's no wrong first step. There's no wrong next step. You get to choose what you need to do, and I'm hoping through this episode you found a couple of tidbits that can help you take your next step, regardless of what that is. If you would like help getting that started, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we are thrilled to be partnering with the Adventure Challenge, and they have created an adventure calendar for the 12 days leading up to Christmas. And don't forget, if you're interested in one of the Adventure Challenge books, use our link below or the coupon code Ordinary Sherpa, and you'll get 10% off your entire purchase. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. I look forward to seeing your reviews and hope to connect with you soon. Take care. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us.